It's very rewarding not only to see the different obstacles that people have overcome, but also to see someone appreciating all of the things that they currently still have in their life. When a traumatic injury occurs, everyone thinks that they've lost everything. And as much as that may feel to be true at that time, there are still a lot of things that exist in your life that you have to be grateful for. That was Harsh Thacker speaking about his work at MedStar National Rehabilitation Hospital. Paralyzed from the waist down due to a gunshot wound, Harsh is now helping people who have also suffered spinal cord injuries. Hear more about Harsh's recovery from his injury, his discovery of wheelchair basketball, his time at Edinburgh University, and the role that the MedStar NRH wheelchair basketball team has played in his life. This is episode three of the Punisher's Wheelchair Basketball Podcast. One, two, three, Punisher! Welcome to episode three of the Punisher's Wheelchair Basketball Podcast. Our guest today is Harsh Thacker. Thanks for doing this, Harsh. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Can you speak about your unique dual role on the Punishers as both an employee of MedStar National Rehabilitation Hospital and as a player on the team? My dual role as a part of the Punishers, as well as an employee of MedStars, has been very dynamic and it's been ever-changing and growing. In the past couple of years, I've picked up becoming the manager of the Punishers while still being a full-time employee of MedStar NRH. How I would describe my role would be it's constant focus and attention towards the things that I need to do here at the hospital while I'm here, as well as providing some insight and learning from those that were team managers prior to me and understanding what it actually takes to be the manager of the Punishers. So the team existed before you became the manager? Yes, absolutely. The wheelchair basketball team here at Metzar NRH has been in existence for over 20 years or so. They used to be a couple of different names that they've gone by before. The Cagers was one of them. The Ambassadors was another one. And now we are known as the Punishers. In addition to being the team manager of the Punishers, you're also a spinal cord injury peer wellness specialist at MedStar. What does that work entail? So this work actually entails a couple of different components in it. The first component is coordinating a peer mentor program for other individuals who've had spinal cord injuries. The peer mentor program includes myself and six other volunteer mentors who all have had a spinal cord injury and have been in different places of their recovery process. And it's our duty as people who have suffered these instances to basically provide a a better pathway for those that have newly been injured. So for example, my injury was in 2005. It was due to a gunshot wound. I am a paraplegic paralyzed from my waist down. When I got injured, I didn't have someone that was in basically the position that I'm in now 
to provide me with the resources, to give me some education, to provide some experience-based knowledge to be able to survive after my injury. And so we hope that within the peer wellness program that we can provide this for individuals that have newly been injured. And hopefully we can give them some kind of an insight and some kind of a progression point of what life could potentially be like years after their injury. The second part of the wellness program it also consists of an adaptive fitness program that we do here at MedStar NRH. Also, we have two outside locations where we do this program. And that program is a fitness program that's set up for anyone with any kind of a neurological disorder or disability, where we have trainers that are experienced in the aspect of physical exercise and training. And we help people who have had some kind of a neurological impairment that causes some physical deficits to be able to get them moving and hopefully living a healthy lifestyle. So are you regularly meeting with people who have had recent spinal cord injuries? Yes. Yeah, so I meet with people on the inpatient side, which means that they're coming right from a hospital and they come here and they're relearning how to live their life, whether that's from a manual wheelchair, a power wheelchair, whether they're going to be using a cane or a walker, whatever that may be. They're basically relearning their entire life when they first get to us. And you mentioned that after you were shot, you didn't have someone like yourself to help you through that process. Can you speak somewhat about the year after your injury, what your life was like, not just physically, but also mentally? Yeah, I mean, it was probably the hardest thing. I mean, I tell people this all the time. It's it's the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. Granted, my body changed physically because I wasn't able to run and jump and walk anymore. But there are also other components to having a spinal cord injury that no one is aware of when it first happens. For example, when you have a spinal cord injury, sometimes you also lose the use of your bowel or bladder functions. There are times that people have strenuous muscle spasms. There are also plenty of times where there is a component of depression and there is a component of feeling like you're not the same person anymore. So those were some of the challenges that I personally went through within that first year, having to deal with some depression at the time, also having to deal with my basic bodily functions not being under my control anymore. A lot of the toll and a lot of the things that happened within the first year basically stemmed from me also not receiving enough therapy when I first got injured. I was forced to leave the rehab hospital I was at at the time due to insurance issues and these are still things and topics that are still prevalent in today's case you know my injury happened 12 years ago and some of these issues are more prominent now than they were at that time in terms of insurance caps and medicare and those kinds of things basically didn't leave me fully prepared for what i had to overcome when i got home what was it that got you going again in terms of a path where you could see a future for yourself physically, intellectually, and living a life, albeit a different one, but a still fulfilling life after that injury? 
I would have to say that my family had to be the number one component to me realizing that I was going to be able to still live somewhat of a decent life. It was my brother, who's five years younger than me, actually. When I would ask for help for certain things in the house, he would basically say no to me. And the times that he would say no to me, they were always times that I could have easily done the task that I was asking him to help me with. It was just that sometimes you find that when you're going through something that you become a little complacent. Sometimes it would just be the simple aspect of me being lazy. When he would tell me no, I mean, I would get frustrated at that time, but I think I learned a lot from someone that cared about me telling me no, because that just showed that he didn't want me to just be sitting there and asking for help all the time. The other component will also obviously be my parents who basically left a house when I got injured and moved into a two bedroom apartment with me. It was those kinds of things. They helped me financially. They helped me emotionally. It was basically their ability to cope with this while being on my side that helped me understand that there was a process past what I was initially feeling. And that could be anything from a couple of weeks or so after I got home, my dad basically asked me the question about, you know, what's next? And at that time, I wasn't ready to think about that. At least I was pushing it off in the back of my mind as far as I could. But at the same time, him asking me that question started to turn the wheel in my head in terms of I will have to come up with something to do after this point that I will not just be sitting at home living off of disability. At some point you became introduced to wheelchair basketball and learned about Edinburgh University in Pennsylvania and them having wheelchair basketball team. How long after your injury and how were you introduced to wheelchair basketball? I did a little bit of research on my own. One of the first things to keep me busy, my parents bought me a, little, a laptop that I could use at home while they went to work. I started to do a little bit of research about adaptive sports and about wheelchair basketball. Basketball was always a passion of mine prior to my injury. I played AAU basketball, rec league. I played in my high school. What position did you play? At that time, I played a point guard, shooting guard kind okay. of a combo. And so basketball was always something that I was looking for in my life. It was always my like go-to escape from anything that may have been restricting me emotionally. And so that was one of the first things I kind of looked into and found out actually it was, I don't know, like divine intervention. I don't know how you say it, but there was a wheelchair basketball team, the NRH uh, ambassadors at the time, they were actually practicing at a local community center, which was right down the street from that apartment that we had moved to. I contacted the coach there, and that was actually my first time seeing other individuals that had either spinal cord injuries or that used wheelchairs as their mode of transportation. It was my first time seeing them in a positive light. I remember my first practice vividly. I get there, and they're basically people jumping out of their cars, getting their own chairs out of their cars. Some of them are pulling up with their families and have kids with them. So that opened up my mind into this, the social aspect of having a disability or having a spinal cord injury. And then once I got on the court, they were all very welcoming. They put me in a, in a basketball chair. They were just like, let's just try and see what happens. I think that was the hardest I've ever had to work to play a sport that I had so naturally felt connected to. 
I remember being so beat up after that practice to a point where I didn't think I wanted to play again just because it was so much harder than it was when I was standing up and running and jumping. The coordination aspect of it took a little bit to get used to. And just like having to push with your arms constantly and then having to shoot. Must be exhausting. I mean, it was not something like I didn't know what I had signed up for when I had first gotten there. But that competitive edge that I had always lived by that basically said like if that was the hardest thing you had done how are we going to make this easier those coaches jesse marcelino it was those guys that helped me understand that wheelchair basketball was not just a recreation level but there was a next step after that point. And so that's what I kind of get into the journey of Edinburgh University and reaching out to different coaches for colleges that had wheelchair basketball in the athletic department. Edinburgh University, their coach, Jim Glatch, basically once I had reached out to him, he gave me a call one day and was like, hey, I'm looking to recruit some players. I would love to come down and see you play. And he was the only coach that made that attempt. There were a couple of other coaches. They would reply back with an email saying, can you send us some film or can we talk, something like that. Whereas I felt like Coach Glatch put his emphasis on me personally as a player as well as the development of his program. One weekend when we were having a tournament locally in Maryland, Coach Glatch drove from Edinburgh, Pennsylvania and watched me play basketball for a weekend, met my parents, which I thought was a big deal, and started talking about the next steps of potentially signing a letter of intent and attending college to play wheelchair basketball on a partial scholarship. How was your experience at Edinburgh? It goes both ways. I have gained so many people and so much information and things from people at Edinburgh that I think is invaluable at this point. It was some of the toughest years in terms of having to go to college as well as play a college sport. That was a very big challenge, especially in the very beginning, having to go to class every day and then having to go at least one or two practices a day. But that challenge helped me develop into the person and the player that I am today The other part that wasn't so great was I got there mid-year, so my first five days there were in the middle of January in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, which is right next to Lake Erie, and it snowed for the first five days that I got there. What appalled me was the fact that no one else was panicking. As time progressed, I learned the ins and outs of living in an area that is, I mean, they put one of the most accessible schools in the country in the middle of a snow belt. So it was the physical environment that made the experience a little more challenging in the beginning. But at this point, I feel like because I went there and I went through those obstacles, whether that's the weather or whether that's the two-a-day practices or three-a-day practices along with classes, I think that eventually all helped me understand what I was capable of doing. It's been interesting to learn that you were actually a member of an NRH wheelchair basketball team long before you became an employee. After graduating from college, what was the path that you took to doing the work that you're doing today here at MedStar NRH? It's a very weird path because I initially started off college by majoring in business administration. I eventually switched majors into communication and sociology. That's what I graduated with. 
my process after I graduated college was to come back home, to come back to Maryland, move back in with my parents after college, and just trying to figure out this path or what or where it was going to lead me. I started looking for jobs in the communication and marketing field. One day, my current boss, Joan Joyce, who's the director of recreation therapy and community relations here at MedStar NRH, she reached out to me regarding a contracting position that was open at the Army base in Fort Belvoir as an adaptive sports coordinator kind of similar to what Bryce Duty is doing right now at Walter Reed. That was how I got my foot in the door as an employee or a part contractor at MedStar NRH. Even though I was not here in the physical building, it was their contract that got me a chance to work with adaptive sports and understanding all of the different things that adaptive sports coordinators have to deal with when it comes to the military branch of things. In terms of the work that you're doing today here at MedStar, what's it like for you with all the experiences that you've had in your life to see people learning to be physically active again and to live fulfilling lives after suffering traumatic spinal cord injuries? There are plenty of great and fantastic days that are fulfilling in terms of being able to see a patient do something that they've been trying to do from the beginning and they finally get a chance to succeed at it. There is nothing like that gratitude that they provide you once you've helped them overcome an obstacle that they just thought was impossible in the very beginning. It's very rewarding not only to see the different obstacles that people have overcome, but also to see someone appreciating all of the things that they currently still have in their life. When a traumatic injury occurs, everyone thinks that they've lost everything. And as much as that may feel to be true at that time, there are still a lot of things that exist in your life that you have to be grateful for. And sometimes when people are able to separate the two and able to understand the things that are still present in their life, that becomes that much more important as they're going through their path of recovery. In the wellness program, we always push physical activity as one of the things to help them survive a spinal cord injury because once you have a spinal cord injury, you are a little more sedentary than normal. Once you become a little more sedentary, chances of secondary complications increase drastically. When we're promoting physical activity, it's not just for them to get out of the house and actually participate in something, but it's also to prevent them being rehospitalized. It's also to prevent any kind of secondary complications, whether that's pressure sores or blood pressure or even weight gain. To be able to experience this from the inside, I have majority of positive things to say about it. There are days at the same time where we do talk about depression and we do talk about suicide and we do discuss the, the real challenges that people face and that are going through and some of those days can be really tough. It brings me back to reality because sometimes I'm living in this life of everything's great because I can do everything I want at this point in my life. And sometimes I need to be brought back to the days that I couldn't do those things. And those patients, they kind of help me with that process in my own life. Coming back to the Punisher's wheelchair basketball team, what does being a member of the team mean to you? 
I have been a part of NRH wheelchair basketball team before they were put the Punishers, long before I ever thought I would get this far in wheelchair basketball. And so being a member of this team at this current point means to compete at one of the highest levels there is in wheelchair basketball. But it also means to be able to share this game with individuals that have been playing this game on many different levels, whether that's a Paralympics, professionally, or collegiately and at the same time being a member of this team is basically what's helped me gain my current position here at MedStar NRH it's what's helped me gain the tremendous number of friends that I have at this point and it's helped me grow as a human being just because being able to play a sport with other people who share similar distresses in life I think can be more powerful than just being physically active. It promoted myself to understand that people with disabilities do have a chance to live a very fulfilling life without feeling like they're a burden to anybody else. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Harsh. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Special thanks to mom and dad for listening to all of my podcast episodes. It really means a lot to me.